Good morning. Today is December the 8th, a beautiful Thursday. Not a lot of sunshine, but we still don't have snow. And it makes it easy for people going places, Christmas shopping, and I guess that's a good thing. So we're almost at the end of this book. Pema Children's How We Live is How We Die. And I have been skipping around uh, some of the longer chapters I have skipped over. So if this book has any interest to you, I really recommend uh, that you pick it up. There just, there's just uh, the last chapter called Waking Up in the Bardo. And then the conclusion... I really want to read, I'll read that to you tomorrow because it brings up a character that I've always been fascinated with in American history. And then she has appendices with some meditation instructions and meditation instructions for Tong Lan and different things that you may not be as familiar with uh, because most of most of you probably, your main practice is the Theravadan practice. She has charts, stages of dissolution, the five Buddha families, and a lot of uh, a list of good books to read and a good index. So let's, let's, today we'll read and uh, we have, to, we may have time for a very short meditation together, or spacious, quiet time together. Finishing my water. This is chapter 25, not very long. Waking up in the bardo. And remember the bardos, bardos are all kinds of trends transitions we go through, including the, since she talks about that in this chapter, including what happens right after we die, but the bardos, bardos can be any, any transitions. These teachings are concerned with how to make our life meaningful and transform all that happens to us into the path of awakening, how we respond to the momentary, changeable circumstances of a daily life matters equally now and when we die. As Trungpa Rinpoche said, the present situation is important. That's the whole point, the important point, that the present situation, the thus. Seeing life as a series of bardos is a very helpful practice. The past is gone, the future hasn't come, and we can't quite catch the in-between moment. Yet it is really all there is. I've learned that we can develop our ability to notice the gaps, the pauses, the open space between any two situations. We can start to get the feeling of being in a life that continually begins and ends. This can become a practice of ongoing awareness. The end of this is also the beginning of that. The idea of rebirth is not purely the idea of physical birth and death. 
Rebirth takes place every moment, and we can begin to see it like that. When we meditate, we could notice the space between thoughts. We could notice the gap between one emotion and the next. We could notice the gap between sleeping and waking, the ongoing sense of presence and absence, of coming and going. The gap when we drop a cup or almost slip or get bad news, or have a sudden shock. I wake up in the morning and there's a space between sleeping and not yet being fully awake. I sit up to meditate and it's a fresh experience. Then it's over. I walk into the bathroom, relieve myself, splash cold water on my face, and then that ends. I walk to the kitchen and a new life begins, boiling water, making breakfast, taking my medications. That ends and I'm sitting down and eating. One lifetime after another, a steady flow of new beginnings and new endings. Trungpa Rinpoche once described his experience of going to the gas station and it sounded like the most fascinating experience one could ever wish for. Driving up and stopping the car, gap. Turning off the engine, gap. Rolling down the window and saying, fill her up. That used to happen, really. (laughs) Gap. Waiting. Gap. Then finally driving away, going from that bardo to the next from one wondrous experience to the next. In life, we have a choice of either living in our usual, unaware way, lost in our thoughts, run around by our emotions, or waking up and experiencing everything freshly, as if for the very first time. We also have the choice of relating bravely to the underlying groundlessness of our situation, rather than trying to avoid it. It is said that this all-pervasive groundlessness has three aspects, uncertainty, vulnerability, and insecurity. How we relate to these feelings now will be how we relate to them in death. When we are dying, uncertainty, vulnerability, and insecurity can intensify, and we have the choice to desperately hold on or to let go into the freshness that comes with the dissolution. A completely open space becomes available to us if we don't panic, but let go. Or if we panic, relax with that. This can be a time of full awakening, and it mainly depends on our case, on our ease or unease with groundlessness. Even just a moment of relaxation as we die will serve us well. These are really wonderful, uh, wonderful comments. In the bardo of Dharmata, we might experience fear of being drawn into a bigger world. So depending on how we've trained in life, will either be drawn into the toned-down, familiar world of suffering, or choose to stretch and let go into a bigger vision. Even if afraid, we can stay with that and let ourselves be afraid, 
If in life we're trained in being okay with what we're feeling, then we'll be okay with what we're feeling in this bardo. If we arrive in the bardo of becoming, a key instruction is this, try not to run, but hold steady. If we panic, we can stay with the panic and resist the tendency to make any quick moves. In all the bardos of life and death, a key instruction is don't struggle. Whatever is happening, stay there, right with what you're feeling. Slow down and pay attention. Develop the capacity to stay in those uncomfortable, edgy places of uncertainty, vulnerability, and insecurity. Develop the capacity to flow with the continual change from bardo to bardo, from gap to gap. Trungpa Rinpoche used to urge us to hold our seat. That's what will help us most, that and looking around and realizing there are others with us who are equally panicking, equally trying to run away, equally in need of comfort and love. Emotions can either drag us into realms where we do not want to be, or they can link us heart to heart with all our fellow interconnected beings. Our task is to open to our present situation along with that of our fellow human beings. Our task in life and death is to realize we always have a choice. You can fall asleep into unawareness and stay stuck in the repeating cycle of samsara. Those are those cycles, just those cycles over and over of life and death, life and death. Or we can wake up and that is like our control Rinpoche says, is up to you. It's a lovely last chapter. So everything we talk about, about preparing for death, is always going to be uh, exactly what we're doing you know, right now, moment to moment, day to day. See if you can, uh, I was just thinking every day I'm going for radiation, same routine, same routine. And, uh, this, this is, it's, a uh, it's what, what makes every day different. It might be, uh, making contact with someone, a smile or a short chat with someone or, uh, you know, what, what changes? What about the things you're doing that seem to be exactly the same thing every day? How to liven that up, make it, uh, find something new or find something sweet or precious or, um, interesting in everything we do. And that's a good practice for preparing for death. Just make every moment, make every moment and every kind of gap in between, you know, see those bardos, those transitions as just those opportunities. So uh, let's sit together. Nice to see. Hi, Ben. It's really good to see you. Yeah, I am well. I'm, I'm well and uh, 
having some radiation done after a surgery just to make sure everything is super okay and nothing nothing will nothing will be left to get out and spread <laughs> so it's more of a prophylactic than it is uh, trying to stop something that's already been taken care of so um let's sit for a while we have about things Remember, if you have disconnects, because I see little disconnect uh, signals once in a while, you can always come back and after after a while and everything's been uploaded and downloaded, then, then I think most of those go away. So let's sit. Uh, one of my neighbors, Pat, dropped off these beautiful poinsettias. That's one poinsettia plant you can see. And uh, it's just amazing. It's a really beautiful one. So that's my Christmas decoration this year. So let your body relax, but sit in that upright position. Or if you're on the in bed or on the floor or walking, you just want to feel yourself lifting up. Let your spine just be lifting you up. Let your body feel that it's time to do, uh, that the mind can relax a bit and just let us be still and peaceful. <laughs> or if you're not still and peaceful, just be with whatever mind you're experiencing right now. And see if you can just let your breath The rise and fall of your breath can be your anchor if you feel like you're spinning out or your mind is uh, very distracted or racing, racing away, racing around. Just come back to the breath. And stay with the breath for a while. You may see things arise within you that this, that what I read, maybe um, you can see your own propensities in your life, your own kind of habit patterns. Sometimes how we react to things, if we, if something ends or something is lost. And I think this book is so much just about how we see that that's what life is. Life is full of these transitions.
And we can embrace those or we can be fearful of those. It changes probably from day to day. But we can recognize them just as the way life is. Beginnings and endings. Surprises, changes we don't plan for or expect. See if you can be in the present moment more and more as your day goes on. Even if it's a little fearful or it's scary, see if you can just be with the present moment. See if you can relax more into it.
We can set our intention for today as we share merit. May everything we do and say and think today be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all living beings. Thank you so much for being part of my practice. And if you are, uh, if you are looking for a wonderful thing to do, the New Year's Blessings uh, ceremony, the chanting ceremony at Blue Lotus Temple in Woodstock, uh, is at four o'clock this weekend. And there's chanting and then fellowship together with everyone. Lots of uh, monks will be there for the chanting. And we always do, we always uh, do the bathing, the baby, the Buddha. And uh, in the morning, 10 o'clock for the uh, morning service, Bhante San, Bhante Sanyata, who's in Florida now, but was uh, at, and, and blue, at uh, Woodstock for many years, he'll be doing the talk. And so if you're able to be at either or both, things on Saturday. It's a, it's a very special day at Blue Lotus. So have a beautiful day, and thank you so much for being a big part of my practice. And I'll see you tomorrow, and we'll finish up with the last story in Pema Chodron's book, How We Live is How We Die. Bye-bye.